everybody, welcome back to Wicked Good Sports, and welcome back to The Villa. The Villa Villa, hosted by Aaron Slater. Aaron, how you doing? I'm doing well, Brian. Uh, we had a very surprising game on our hands this weekend. Uh, I'm sure many people didn't feel that we had a fighting chance. I was one of them, and <laughs> it turns out we fought real hard. No, no, we got we to say that we knew it the whole time. Uh, we were so- confident that this would be the outcome. But yeah, no, a 3-1 to one victory over Manchester United. How are you feeling? Uh, happy. Very happy. Uh, words, I went to the bar with Rhett that day, and mm-hmm. there were some very sad United fans, <laughs> and I took it all in. Yes, I love uh, it. So it, it, it's relieving to know that Unai has only been in there for three days, mm. four days, and has been able to tell these players, instruct these players to uh, be confident, mm-hmm. believe in yourself, and this is the results you get. So I think that it was a very healthy change. Yeah, so <laughs> I saw when I was watching the um, highlights before this episode to get all caught up with everything, the top comment on the YouTube channel was, wow, they must have hated Gerard. Um <laughs> Because, I mean, they won 4 nothing. Uh Then, of course, they lost 4 nothing. But now another 3-1. So, you know, pretty good in the three games since then. Uh, how much of a difference has this new manager made? Like, you, you alluded to it a little, but what has he done, you know, in your opinion? I think he has been able to instill some confidence in the team. Um, he has just... Uh, He's a smarter, more tactical kind of guy. He was very, on the sidelines, he was very animated, instructing Mm. players on where to be, where to go, um, you know, how to press up the field, when to press up the field. It it wasn't a moment where I saw Unai actually um, sit still and take it, you know, take in the game. He was a very, uh, very tactical in his approach. Mm. Um, there was a couple of interviews. I know Ramsey said after the game that uh, he just that the coach manager wanted them to believe in themselves, that they mm. are good enough players that they should go out and get results. And something clicked in their heads where they believed in themselves. So I think um, I think it worked. <laughs> It, yeah. it clearly showed a result, so I I can't complain. Mm-hmm. So uh, more in depth, the first half of this game, um, how did they come out? What were you thinking going into uh, halftime? Um, a little before that, uh, there was a few things as far as team selection went. Okay. Um, they started with Ramsey out on the right instead of Ings, and mm-hmm. Luca Dean came in on the left for Ashley Young, um, which is a very nice upgrade because he's just able to press up the hot field higher, um, be able to work the one-twos with the uh, wingers and strikers. Um, the bench was very surprising. Um, we saw uh, Bubakar Kamara, who I wasn't sure was going to be fit enough to play. Um, he featured on the bench, and um, Augustinson was on the bench as well. Um, excommunicated Villa player who's still around that some people thought should have been sold off or could be sold off 
Uh, Morgan Sansan was on the bench. Uh, missing, notably, was uh, Philippe Coutinho. Okay. And uh, I was going to talk about it later, but I might as well bring it up now. Yeah. Uh, he picked up a thigh injury through training, and he's set to miss about 10 weeks. So he's missing the World Cup as well. Oh, brutal. Kind of a blow, obviously, for him because he wanted to be in the World Cup. I mean, yeah, he does. Course. Yeah. Um, and a blow for Unai because he is a dynamic piece. And he won't be able to be in trainings to pick up the material that, you know, uh, Unai's laying out. Mm-hmm. Um, Man U had missed a few players as well. Uh, they missed mainstay attacking players. Anthony, um, Jaden Sancho was sick and missed that game. Um, Bruno Fernandez was suspended. So uh, a lot of attacking players missed out for that. And uh, defensive uh, center back, Varane was also out with injury. So as much as, you know, it sounds like NU was missing a lot of players, there's still a lot of attacking players and a lot of depth in that squad that they they Mm -hmm. should have handled Villa better. But that's not how it worked out. So we, you know, in the first half, we were on paper scheduled as a 4-2-3-1, ended up moving to an actual Mm -hmm. 4-4-2, which four in the back, four in the middle, two up top. Um, there was no real uh, striker per se. Um, everybody was fluid in their movements. Um, so one moment, Ali could be out on the left, uh, receiving a ball down the, the line, and then you'd see Bailey shift over, and then Ramsey shift into that uh, striker position to fill that role. It was just kind of like a very, you know, um, fluid rotation of players. Uh, right. The first goal actually came about through Ollie picking up the ball on the left. Um, and uh, he was able to pull Victor Lindelof from the back line and track him across midfield where he found Ramsey on the right. Fed Ramsey, and because Casemiro didn't sink back to fill Varane's, or excuse me, uh, Lindelof's spot, uh, Bailey was able to make, you know, take that spot, run with it, and score a goal uh, left or right across De Gea. It was a, it was, it seemed easy because he was a, he's a very skillful player, but there was still a lot of work for Bailey to do to make that score. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was, it was a fantastic team goal. Right. Uh, Second goal, again, uh, they came off of um, a press. Uh, I saw Villa do a lot better um, in this particular game than the last couple games. Uh, they they pressed the back line and made Lissandro Martinez make a mistake and uh, picked up a foul from Luke Shaw trying to rescue the ad bundle pass that he tried to do um and it was a beautiful strike by luca dean who scored his first goal in villa colors um so that was that's a very special moment for him mm-hmm. in particular uh so it was a very we started off very very high very commanding um we when we were pressed in the first half 
and I say pressed because the players were on our, <laughs> United was on our other half, <laughs> but uh, it was like a would be press. It was like a courtesy press. Like we're here, but we're not really going to try for you kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, we broke out of that every time finding uh, the vacated players behind the fullbacks or the spaces that, you know, where uh, players would try to press and, um, there's like Dendonka, Louise, and um, Andia would find the gaps and be able to charge up the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that first half, it was it, it's it was kind of back and forth. Um, Man U did get a goal back, unfortunately, right before halftime. Um, it was an own goal off of Ramsey. Uh, it deflected off of his back and. If it didn't hit him, it was going 20 yards to the left. And mm-hmm. if, because it hit him, it deflected in the goal. And it was one of those, ah, shucks, I wish it didn't happen. Right. Because it, it's still Man U. They could definitely come back and make, you know, uh, excuse me, Villa eat dirt. But, mm-hmm. no. Um, they ended up playing a really well first half. That's good. And then, uh, I guess, second half, um, you know, not maybe as exciting as the first half, but still good for Austin Villa. Uh, what happened there? It definitely, uh, yeah, it wasn't as exciting. It's definitely the right words, but it was well worked team football. Mm-hmm. Uh, Villa almost came out in the first 30 seconds and scored a goal. Um, they charged three of attackers up after uh, play had started. Bailey took a shot from 28 yards out because he decided that was the best idea. Right. Um, I mean, good for him if it went in and it would have been awesome, but Mm -hmm. unfortunately he did have a runner and Ramsey ahead of him if he had picked his head up. That gave him a a through ball through and Ramsey could have had a better shot on goal, but Mm -hmm. um, he did. Ramsey actually pick up a goal four minutes later. Um, this is one where Watkins actually was involved again. Um, it was a recycled ball from Villa that United had nodded back towards uh, Villa. And Dia picked it up, saw Ali on the left, backed it ahead of him. Ali was able to run and he was able to drive towards the byline and make a nice pass back across the six-yard line into the penalty area where there was three attacking Villa players who mm. could have had this shot. Um, but Buendia laid it off out of the way, I should say, of uh, a very, what's the word, inspiring Ramsey. And he just struck it in the roof of the net. Um, from there on, it really was just a let's keep the ball away. Um, let's sit back kind of defense and we'll absorb the pressure and counter, which is another thing that I saw in Villa this week. Um, there wasn't just a, a plan A. And if plan A didn't work, then we're done. We can't figure it out. There seemed mm-hmm. to be a plan A, a plan B, a plan C. And if all else fails, then we'll just park the bus. But uh, right. a 
absorbed pressure, they countered. Villa definitely looked like the better team in this game, mm-hmm. hands down. Um, after after watching it again, because at the bar I was very nervous, like always expecting the Man U to score. After yeah. watching it again, yeah. it was very handled Villa second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really didn't allow for too many shots. Um, possession was still in favor of United, but that's just because they were, Villa was waiting for the counter to push up. Um, beyond that, uh, there was a foul by Sandro. Yes. What do you think about this? Well, I have to agree with Leon. I get the first one where Lissandro was boxing him out, was shielding him away from the ball to let it go by the to the byline and out. There was an extra elbow that you know Lissandro had thrown, and if you watch it, I don't know how Lissandro didn't get a, a yellow for this because mm. we're you know we're against throwing extras, doing all this other stuff. And he's, Martinez is a very hard-nosed player, old school, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make you know I'm there kind of deal. That doesn't mean that the refs shouldn't be calling that foul either because mm-hmm. it's, they got the top six special is what they got. Right. Unfortunately. Um, even Ailey felt hard done about it. Uh, the ref, I guess, from the uh, the sideline, I walked up to him and said, verbatim, you should get up. You were throwing elbows, too. Okay, that's good. Yeah. No, I'd like to see the ref be, uh, you know, a little stern about such things. Yeah, no, it just was... Should have been a yellow. <laughs> this said and done. Uh, yeah. All right, well... Um, so there's no real rest, uh, for Austin Villa and for Manchester United because Thursday, uh, they're, they're playing again. Uh, that's kind of weird. How common is this kind of a setup with the two leagues happening simultaneously, uh, for two teams to play each other in such quick succession? Four days. That's crazy to me. It's... It also depends on the cup you're in, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's so many frequent cups and domestics that EPL play, mm-hmm. it can happen. Uh, it's not uncommon. It, it's definitely a bummer that we have to play them again and not a lesser team. I'm going to say it sure. right now. It kind of sucks. Our draws have been really bad for cups. Uh, but... You know, it's a draw, and you get who you get. Mm. Uh, this, I don't really know what to expect from United because they'll be able to have Bruno Fernandez back, and I'm not sure if they'll have um, the two other attackers, Anthony or um, Sancho. But mm. I would assume they're going to throw Fernandez right right into that and take out mm-hmm. Donny Van de Beek because uh, he's such an influential player. Um, they could roll out. A heavy squad, a full full squad. Um, they might not. They might because here's here's why I think they might. It's because they're going to want revenge. It's a revenge game for them. Yeah, of sure. course. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
the same aspect, I really don't know how Villa's going to roll out there either. Mm. Because they could look at this and be like, well, you weren't necessarily going to win the cup anyway. Sure. It'd be nice to go out and into the you know deep end of the cup. But mm. EPL TV money is way more important. And yeah. staying That's up fair. and being domestic is probably the way to go. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a squad rotation and mm. had, you know, um, Kamara in there, who is still a very capable uh, defensive player and uh, not defensive, I'm sorry, defensive midfield player. The mm. uh, Louise probably playing, which um, he's a normal mainstay. Um, we could also see Sansan replace Louise, get him some game time. Uh, don't really, it, it could really just be a kind of a turnover game for them and. It could also be good for Unai in this case um, if he throws out some of the bench players as well because hmm. then he'll know what he has on the bench and how they're going to play and how they're going to adapt to playing such a, a potent team. Hmm. So really, either way, this game, it could be a win-win as far as Unai being able to see who we have and what their abilities are and what they're capable of doing. Uh, the only two people that they won't be able to see is uh, Ann Bednarak and Dundonka because they're both cup-tied. Mm. just means that they um, had played a cup for that particular cup um, with a previous team. So Brent Bednarak had played with um, Southampton in this in this previous match, in a previous match, and mm. same with Dundonka who played with the Wolves in a previous match. Right. Um, and then, uh, so Manchester United is currently the fifth team in the Premier League, uh, and then you got the sixth place team, Brighton, right afterwards. For so really, just right into the deep end. Uh, so yeah, we went. Uh, but we went hey, the fourth team, then the fifth team, and then the sixth team. Let's yeah. just bring it on. Apparently, apparently. <laughs> Uh, how are you feeling about that matchup here on Sunday? Um, so we go and travel to the Amex uh, at Brighton. Um, like you said, it's the sixth place team. They're still they're not a pushover, even though they yeah. did lose their uh, head coach and Grand Potter to Chelsea. Um, mm-hmm. Roberto Di Debrini has done a really good job um, instilling confidence in this team and telling them, you know, they're not pushovers anymore they're a well-built team well-constructed team mm-hmm. um i think if we're gonna look to succeed we're gonna need to shut down uh lissandro andrew trossard we'll work through that uh harry mcallister and uh pascal gross those guys have been the most influential attackers um and assist makers in their team mm-hmm. um so those those will be critical battles throughout the game um i feel this is tough because we have a really bad away record mm-hmm. like we have taken two points all season that's not great there was, there was uh if you filter it out um to do only home uh, we've picked up 13 points, and that would put us seventh in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because we have to play away. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Dang it. 
Yeah. So I'm hoping you and I, you and I will be able to bring that same kind of confidence away and, you know, really turn, even if we were to, I'm really hoping for a draw. I'm going to be honest. I'm hoping for a draw because mm-hmm. it's always away games are tough, obviously. Right. You don't have your home fans backing you. Uh, I I could see a 2-2 draw. Both teams are scoring. Um, could I see us sneaking one out? Maybe. Just because of the confidence that we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, we've taken, you know, six points in the last three games, which right. is almost as much as many points as Gerard had through nine. So, I mean, something's working. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Definitely. I mean, so far, I don't want to jinx anything, but so far it looks like a good hire after after one game. I mean, uh, feel so as well. I still want to... As much as I want to jump on board after this first game, I I still have to hold a little reservation in this and you know make sure that he's the right guy for Villa. I I, mm. I don't doubt that he is right. because of his pedigree and the technical and the technical background, and he's got such a a brain for soccer that it it can't go wrong. But it's Villa, so it could go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> sound, you know, sound like me talking about the dolphins right now. So that's, that's what I'm getting, anyways. Yeah, well, it's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So, um, are, do you want to go around the league a little bit? Anything happening around the league that you want to talk league, about it? Yeah. Um, Arsenal won last weekend against Chelsea. That was a yes. very hard fought, hard fought game. Um, I'm sure you watched it. Uh, I was there with Red at the bar, and uh, I had walked in just as they were scoring, too. So it was an eruption of Arsenal fans and then one sad Chelsea fan. Um, uh, no. <laughs> but uh, they they deserved that win. Um, mm. They were the better team throughout, I thought. And, um, no, it's good for them to be at the top of the table because – yeah. Who doesn't love being at the top of the table? They see the 19th place team this weekend um, against the Wolves. So that should should be good. Should be good. We'll hope for a win, but Wolves tend to play hard as well. So yeah. we'll see what happens. I wouldn't doubt they win. I, I wouldn't. I, I, I'm not sure if they're home or away. Um, want to say they are All right so they'll be at the Marla Mew. um see i think they'll win i really think they'll win yeah um yeah. man city pulled a win out of their butts this weekend uh they played with 10 men for most of the match and they needed uh erling halan to bail them out with um pk in the 94th minute or something like that Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a really bad foul by Anthony Robinson. Uh, and I know a lot of Arsenal fans are pretty bummed about that because they would have liked to see them pick up more points against mm-hmm. a city. Um, they play Brentford 
um, who Villa smoked the, uh, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, I could see them doing the same. As long as Alon's there, uh, they'll win. And if he's not there, they just will win with less goals. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, then Newcastle's in third. Uh, they're looking to stay atop at three. Um, they beat Southampton four to one. Those guys are playing extremely well. They are an informed team. Mm. I would be scared if I was a Chelsea fan. Who they play next? Right. If I there's no particular player to shut down in order for them to be shut down. Mm -hmm. There's too many options on that squad who can score. There's too many options that players are able to facilitate to other players. It's it's a he has got himself a gold mine right now. Mm -hmm. um, Tottenham sitting in fourth. They lost to Liverpool two to one. Um, I think Spurs forgot to set their alarms this weekend. Um, <laughs> Because they were a struggle to when they, you know, they couldn't wake up. Mm -hmm. When they did, it was all said and done. Right. And then the round out the top was is number five, uh, United, who obviously we just talked about, mm -hmm. getting smoked by Villa. Um, they play Fulham, um, and I will see what kind of Fulham team shows up. Actually, it's mm -hmm. more like we'll see what kind of United team shows up realistically. Right. right. <laughs> Uh, on paper, it says they should win, but also on paper, they should have beat Villa. So, yeah, any, um, uh, yeah, and all, all that matters is what happens on the pitch, you know, paper doesn't matter, right? Exactly. Oh, man. And then, uh, bottom of the table here, we got Forrest still sitting 20th, play Crystal Palace. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know much about Don Forrest, but, uh, I don't know if it's gonna happen this year. I think they might, <laughs> they might be on the way out. Gonna be in trouble. They're yeah. they're already in trouble, I should say. Uh, Palace has been a, a really good team this year. Zaha's scoring, and that's scary for everyone around the league. Mm -hmm. uh, but Forest is might as well throw the R on them right now because they're going down. Yeah, it's no no good. Um, then Wolves playing nineteenth. We discussed they play Arsenal. Good luck with that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then newly appointed 18th team is Southampton, who are coachless for now. Um, they have ties with the Luton head coach, um, which is a championship team. Mm -hmm. so they fired Ralph Hassenhoofel. Hassenhoodle, there we go. Or possibly a championship uh, vision less. Mm -hmm. Or... Um, coach, they play Liverpool, and I also say good luck there. Um, oh, bottom's still going to be really tight. There's a lot of teams that are condensed with you know nine, eleven, nine, ten, eleven, twelve points. So it's still a lot of shaking and moving. But there's only one team was going down. Mm -hmm. All right, and then any injury updates you wanted to get it to? Any any big ones? Um, 
like I discussed earlier, Phil Coutinho is going to be out yeah. with a thigh injury that he picked up. Um, it's going to be 10 weeks, which is kind of been his MO whenever he signs with a, per- a team permanently. He always gets injured. Mm. So, I mean, if you want to do Barcelona time, he was injured a ton. Then he would get loaned to Byron, and then he'd go win a cup there and then come back and get injured and get loaned. It's, it's his MO. It's, literally, it's just who he is. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than that, I, that's all the injuries I have for now. Hopefully, we come out unscathed on uh, Thursday's match against United because, um, you know, we're going to need everybody at full strength for Brighton on Sunday. All right. Um, other than that, anything you'd like to promote before we get on out of here? Absolutely. Uh, check out the way West Stand. They, they as in Rhett and Brian talk about Arsenal and it is also a very good piece of work that they like they do and they talk about the love for Arsenal and how they love being on top yes (laughs) and then uh uh, oh sorry go ahead no no I was just gonna say yes uh same same format of this but uh talking with Rhett uh about Arsenal and so far I don't think they've lost since we've been doing it, uh, they did draw, but they haven't lost since you've been doing that show. So That's the kick. they haven't lost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the Albany Gooners. Um, Rhett yes. is setting up the Albany chapter for Arsenal here, and I know he's getting really close to you know, being an official chapter, so hopefully, fingers crossed, he'll have something here soon. Um, officially, anyway. Yes. We will, we will let you all know when that comes through. Uh, very exciting times. Um, yeah, other than that, you can subscribe, subscribe to the channel and cover all the major sports. Um, we also are on Twitter at WickedGoodSport and WGEverything, Instagram, WickedGoodEverything, Twitch at twitch.tv slash WickedGoodEverything, and on TikTok, search WickedSports, search WickedGoodEverything, and thank you so much for your time. Hey, Brian. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, and we'll see you all in the next one.